We are podcasting live in Austin's yeah. old office. Exactly. It's really warm. Really <laughs> warm in here. <laughs> we should get going then, huh? Yeah. So welcome to the podcast, everyone. I'm Austin. I'm Josh. I'm Josh. And I am Alex. So yeah, we're podcasting in my old office. It's now the new podcast room. Moving a lot of people around, huh? We're uh, surrounded by a bunch of fuzzy material now. Yeah, thank you, Josh. Nice fuzzy walls. On on loan. <laughs> on, on loan. I'm going to clarify on loan. We're not allowed to glue it to the wall. Josh, what did you do to make this podcast sound so good? Uh, well, I I don't know if we want to go that far and say that just yet. <laughs> we but haven't listened to it yet. I put a lot of uh, sound paneling foam in the room to uh, make it not so bouncy. And since we moved to this room, we're not next to a bathroom, so you don't hear uh, toilet flushing every now toilet and then. flushing or yeah. air conditioners. It's mm-hmm. a nice thing. It's, it's a nice huge thing. upgrade. Josh has a really awesome background, and actually your main job is much more of this than it is flight. Yeah, I don't, uh, all the like sound treatment stuff is, uh, I kind of just like learned as I went. So that's not really exactly what my job is, but my job does, uh, require that I do a lot of sound treatment. So this was an experiment today. I think it's a good experiment. It looks really cool too. The door just slammed. Did you guys hear it? Yeah. See, now that we pointed it out, they're going to be like picking on every little thing that they hear in the background. Welcome to the podcast where nothing (laughs) has changed. (laughs) It is improvement. That's, That's the good news. So yeah, now we have a little window. And we're in a little 8x8 closet. Yeah. Well, speaking of improvement, the drone industry has gotten a huge improvement. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, Alex and I have been flying the DJI Mavic here for a while. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's it's a pretty awesome That was a awesome really thing. good segue. That was a great yeah, segue. Was I can't even. It took me a little off guard. I was like, oh, yeah. I guess we're, get, we're getting yeah. into it. I can't even <laughs> See think. That was so good. I had my coffee today. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even think or speak. So, Austin, tell us about the Mavic. How's that? Is that better? The Mavic is a no. Well, Alex, you took it home this weekend, didn't you? Did you find yeah, I was. Interesting? I was actually flying it yesterday. We went to the pumpkin patch. Um, I went to a pumpkin patch with the Mavic too. I Wait a minute. Why does no one let me have this? I didn't realize we could take these out. <laughs> <laughs> everyone's like, okay, guys. Everyone agree that we're not taking the Mavic out, and then find out everyone's borrowing hey, it except I, me. I didn't take it out until we were done with the video. Austin took it out before and he for almost, the video, and he almost crashed it for the video in the sequels. I was like, yeah, that's yeah. All right, carry <laughs> on. I'm sorry, <laughs> but yeah, we've been we've been testing it, and uh, it's it's pretty awesome. A lot of you guys probably saw our video. We. Um, but overall, it's been a pretty cool drone, pretty cool p- piece of new technology. From uh, inside sources, I hear that they're selling them like crazy. Yeah. Wow. That is, I'm not even really sure if it's considered inside source, but it, they're selling uh, tons of them. It just seems like it captures all the boxes, you know, where the Phantoms people are like, okay, I, I really want to have something that can go out and capture these things, uh, you know, experiences, things like that, but with purpose. Where this is really like a handy cam that flies through the air. Yep. You know, if someone has a reason to want to capture life, there's no reason why they wouldn't yeah. want this. I do have to disclaim, though, it is better video quality than a handy cam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, Disclaimer. It does 4K and everything. It's, yeah, it's, it's really cool. And I even saw a lot of the comments on our video. We posted it Friday, which was three days ago, mm-hmm. and it's already up to, what, uh, 250,000 views. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of the comments... Our first, our first impressions video is almost a half a million. Yeah. So people yeah. are, like, so interested in so it. So DJ Mavic's done a lot of good for us. We, yeah. We've we've got a lot of new subscribers from the two videos, too, which is cool. A lot of new people in the flight test community. Um, but anyways, I, what I was saying earlier is I've seen a lot of comments of people like, I've never bought a drone, but I think this is going to be the first one that I bought. I, I buy. Um, I've had, all, you know, I thought I was going to hold on to my Phantom, but after seeing this video, uh, I think I'm going to get the Mavic. Um, I think it's really going to set the bar for future drones to come. One of the things we talked about in the video was portability and how that's going to become a number one feature in drones moving forward. 
And uh, I, I relate it to, I have a um, background in photography. So I've been carrying cameras around for the better part of 10 years, 12 years or so. And one thing that I've found, it doesn't matter how nice of a camera you have, um, if you have the camera with you, you inevitably are going to use it more. And when you have a smaller camera, um, you end up taking it more places compared to, like, yeah, you can have a huge $5,000 SLR, um, but if it's too big and bulky to just grab last minute and take it to the park when you go for a walk, you're not going to get those pictures. Whereas if you have a nice little pocket cam, so it's a, it's a balance of, of uh, meeting performance uh, with, with size. And I think the Mavic has really done a really good job. Um, just this weekend when I went to the pumpkin patch, I had one backpack. And typically what you would have um, if you wanted to take a drone, actually flashback to last year when I went to get my Christmas tree, I took the Phantom, the Phantom 3 at the time, and um, I had a huge gigantic backpack. And all that was inside of it was the, the drone. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a massive giant box. Um, but this time, yesterday, I had the Mavic in my backpack. I had a full SLR. I had multiple lenses. I had a full camera setup. I had a laptop. I had an iPad. I had everything all in one bag. Um, and it was pretty pretty awesome. I was like a one-man video crew with aerial capabilities and everything. And I got some really cool uh, family videos. And yesterday. that Mavic folds up so nice. Yeah. It really does. Well, really even empty. and I mentioned in the video, but even when it's fully extended, it's smaller than most. I mean, it is smaller than all of the other drones in its in, in its category. Yeah, it's got a really low profile. But then when you fold it up, it's it's even smaller. And one of the cool things too is uh, once it's folded up, you can't. A lot of people. I saw some people asking. You can fold it up with the camera on and kind of just use it as a handy cam. There is no audio, so uh, how, what I would do if I were, I haven't done it yet, but if I were to try to capture a video on the ground with it, is just put your iPhone on top and hit record, get a nice sync clap, and you can walk around. You have a fully three-axis gimbaled stabilized camera. Um, I haven't tried that yet, so I don't know how well it would work, but just an idea. That was a question in the comments I saw that if somebody was asking, can you still use the camera and the gimbal while it's folded up? Mm-hmm. Which is probably a good question. Just for some, I know some people yeah. have done that with and the Phantom. To, I, I haven't tried recording, but I have powered the thing up when it's folded up and the gimbal fires up and it stabilizes. Um, so I think it I think it should work. I'll, ha- I'll have to test that out. Yeah, some probably some people that are like more into airplanes or fixed wing might be kind of annoyed at our channel for the next couple of weeks just because of all the all of the new stuff that's coming out in the quadcopter category, but it's the, the couple of months leading up to Christmas, and this is when all that stuff comes out. It's yeah. just it's the same way every year. <laughs> we want to definitely cover new technology as it comes out and be relevant, and we're really thankful for DJI, you know, to send it to us early. I did see a couple of comments saying, "How can this not be a paid review? You know, yep. you guys got it for free." I, I want to give a little clarity. Um, the DJI is gonna, you know, the Mavic's gonna be probably around what a thousand, twelve hundred dollars. Um, there's no way we would compromise our integrity for $1,200. Yeah. Um, the only way we could get this early was by the good graces of DJI, but it was under the notion that we're going to say what we want to say about it. Yep. And for any manufacturer, that's the line that we tow. So when someone sends us a new piece of equipment, new technology, um, we still have the right to say whatever we want, and we're never going to compromise that. Yeah, and correct me if I'm wrong, Austin, but there were no strings attached. That, yeah. I mean, yeah. did you reach out to uh, them, or did they reach out they to us? They reached out to us, and uh, and they have for the past couple of products. Um, and, you know, obviously they want a review to go well, you know, yeah. so they are, um, 
you know, they want they there to help us with anything that we need. But honestly, after they shipped it, there's really no communication. Yep. I mean, there's a, there's a, there was an email or two of like, hey, how, you know, things going okay? And, how yeah. many questions? Yeah, that's, exactly. that's how we yeah. found out about the tap the focus. Yeah, right. Yeah. I think it really says a lot about their their trust in their product design. I yeah. mean, this thing literally came to us. It wasn't packaged. This is before they even have their packaging sorted out. The thing came to us in a cardboard box wrapped in bubble wrap. He had a drone wrapped in bubble wrap. We had the controller wrapped in bubble wrap, and we just opened it up, and no instructions, no anything. And we weren't the only channel that got these Mavics before they came out. They sent them everywhere. And I think that is a testament to uh, their their uh, marketing Prowess, I, I think yeah. they're they're on the because you. I mean, if you get you guys have probably seen all of the hype about the Mavic everywhere, um, but also like I said earlier, the trust they have in their technology. Um, and th- that being said, I mean, we we took it out of that box, we unwrapped it with bubble wrap, we took it outside, and we turned it on. We didn't read any directions. Uh, we did a calibration that we just kind of made up. <laughs> <laughs> we did a compass calibration that we just kind of made did, up. Did what seemed right. And uh, it was raining at the time, the very, very first flight, and we flew it under our little back awning thing, and it just flew fine. And uh, I well, think that says nice, a lot. nice thing is flight test as a company and as a business, you know, we're very fortunate at this point where if somebody doesn't send us free stuff, we'll just go buy it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. we're, if we, we're at a point where we want to review something and uh, we don't have contact with that company or, um, you know, yep. we, and if um, DJI starts making – nonsense products will be the first ones to say it you know and if that means that we don't get free stuff early then so be it so (laughs) kind of a cool story um going to fixed wing uh this is kind of a good example uh the sportsman asked a long time ago we were pretty harsh on how much work had to be done to to calibrate it yeah and we showed it for what was good but we also didn't hide from what was bad and in the process uh what's the next gentleman's name uh the designer of the sportsman s the project manager yeah it's slipping me at the moment oh my golly but he came back with the little Aronka champ with the uh, GPS location and completely changed everything uh, to make it user-friendly. I want to say it's Jason. So, so yep, in, this, yep. in some cases, it's really a good thing to point out the negative, but we're not going to also bring products on the show and waste people's time with mm-hmm. just bashing them. Yep. If we, we get lots of products that you're never going to ever see because they absolutely stink, yep. and we're not in the business to just say, hey, look at this product and how bad it is. Yep. Um, it's yep. not, not beneficial. I think that's what most people don't know is that maybe of the stuff that we're sent – maybe 5% of it makes it onto the show. Yeah. We get so much stuff that we we give away or it sits on the shelf for a while or we think about it or yeah. we test it and it's just not what we wanted it to be. Or, or we hack it and take the electronics and repurpose it. Yeah, right, exactly. So, uh, um, so yeah, there's a ton of stuff that just doesn't make the cut. Yeah. You know, odds are if you're watching something on our channel, it has some merit. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, yeah, we're not, we're not afraid to, to point out the flaws yeah. or something. Yeah. It just so happened that the Mavic was so solid. Like, it was really tough to find something bad to say about it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that being said, this was we, the Mavic we got for free from DJI. But up until this point, the Phantom 3, I think, was our first one. Mm-hmm. We bought that, and then we bought an Inspire. We bought the Phantom 4. And we bought the Phantom 4. They did send us a Phantom 4, but it was taking them too long. and We, we already wa- shot through. We yeah. wanted to get a video out, so we bought one. Um, so that, like what Austin said, yeah. like uh, the free the free thing is more uh, – they're, they're trying to get their marketing out there. They want to get, get some hype and buzz around their product that they believe in, so they send them out. And uh, it is a nice perk, but it wouldn't stop us from doing an honest yeah. review. Well, speaking of drones, Josh, uh, we're going to be releasing a video here. There's there's a new turn with some new technology, and I feel bad with the Mavic coming out because it's so sensational in so many ways. Um, hope it's not outdated too much, but this is actually a drone 
that doesn't even use a transmitter. It's totally purpose for being a selfie drone. Use your phone. Use your phone. Your smartphone. Yeah. And uh, we actually sent that away, and you had a good time with it. Yeah, the Breeze. Yeah. The from, Breeze. Uh, from Unique. From Unique. What, how does it spell? Y-U-N-E-E-C? Right. Exactly the yeah. way that you wouldn't think it would be <laughs> <Yeah>. spelled. Nailed <laughs> it. Yeah, I got to take the Breeze home for a week and uh, have some fun with it. Me and my family went out and had had a good time and uh, shot some video with it. It was it was cool. It's definitely like very user friendly. Um, it's a great way to, um, you know, if you're not really sure about getting into uh, aerial photography full force and you just want to kind of try something out if you're new to the hobby. Um, it's a great little tool to use for that. Reminded me of like the old uh, Bebop drone or the Parrot drone, mm-hmm. but with you know really good quality video. It had really know? good quality video. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know all, all the video terminology. Twenty pi. <laughs> it's, it's a four K camera by seven seven eighty p. It takes really good yeah. photos. I got a chance to mess around with it a little bit too, and uh, it definitely is not a hobbyist drone. No. And we talk about that in the video. Um, but the reason we wanted to cover it is because we're, we want to be there for all aspects of flights, um, obviously RC included. And uh, if there's somebody out there who has no experience in the hobby at all and they're looking to get some photos to, or some drones to take pictures of their family and whatnot, uh, we want to have our videos out there as a resource. Yeah, um, and I will say that my wife has never, ever flown anything at all. And uh, she was able to get some cool footage of me and my son playing baseball together. So just, you know, for somebody as herself, like not being a hobbyist at all, um, it's still a a valuable resource to be able to get some cool footage of your family. Well, that's what most people, sorry to cut you off, Josh, uh, what most people uh, um, don't understand that are just kind of getting into it is that every single multi-rotor platform now has a purpose. Like it used to be, do you have a quadcopter? And, like, it would be, that's literally something with four motors that flies. But now everything is becoming highly specialized, mm-hmm. you know. So you don't buy a Breeze if you're wanting to race or if you're wanting to tinker. If you want, uh, you know, simplicity in photos and videos, that's a great thing to buy. Yeah. And you're not going to be, you know, the, but it, the same thing goes for, like, a FD210 or, a, you know, an R5X or whatever. Like, if you want to race, if you want to fly FPV really fast, here's the thing you should buy. So a lot of people say, you know, what should my, what drone should I buy is like the question you see all the time on the internet. And that's like, that's a hugely loaded question now because everything's so specialized. It depends on what you want to accomplish. Yeah. Well, what excites me about the Breeze is uh, it's like a gateway drug. I can see where people is like, okay, this, this part intimidates me. These sticks intimidate me, but wow, I just hit up, down, left, right arrow. Mm-hmm. You know, I have these basic features out in front of my face. Um, I see it as a gateway drug into the hobby. And a lot of people, you know, kind of put a bubble around the hobby where it's like, oh, okay, this is the only way we consider the hobby to be pure. And what I want to look at is what are the things that draw people say, wow, that was really fun, not just taking the pictures, but actually navigating this around. I want to go deeper. And this could be a good product to actually get people inside that bubble where you can you can get them into the hobby. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's what it really excites me is, is, you know, the technology. Yeah, it's been very much dumbed down. But the features there give people success, and it's no different than what we do with our little foam board airplanes. Yep. Quick successes right after one after another, and then slowly getting them inoculated into that more complicated stuff that brings on a higher stress level yeah. or more investment. It definitely gives you confidence to move up to the next level. Yeah, mm-hmm. and even same thing with, like, novelty items. Like uh, last year, or was it last year, we mm-hmm. did the uh, Millennium Falcon little quadcopter and the mm-hmm. X-Wing. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people, specifically kids and some adults <laughs> like myself, that we're really hyped about those things. They, there, there's tons. I mean, you see air hogs everywhere. Obviously, um, you see you see Star Wars toys at Walmart. 
um, these are the type of people that are going to kind of come into the hobby community and kind of help, you know, keep this, keep this thing growing, not only the flight test community, but the whole, the whole hobby industry. Well, I've also talked, I've said this before, I think, but like for stuff like that, like the air hogs or the unique, whatever people out there are going to watch a review Yep. and I would rather them watch the flight test review even if not everybody's interested in whatever the latest Star Wars Airhogs thing is, I would rather somebody just searching online find the flight test review and get plugged into an awesome community about all kinds of stuff that flies yeah. than just find a random, you know, guy in front of a table review type thing yeah. where they're not going to have a, bi- a bigger experience, you know, or don't have an opportunity to have a bigger experience. You bring up a really good point, Austin. As a matter of fact, that's kind of an initiative you're, you're pioneering. Um, a lot of these new drones that are coming out, um, we're going to be reaching out to different manufacturers and really... You know, even if it's something that maybe doesn't directly fit our community, you know, with the scratch build and the DIY, we want people to get plugged into our community. So we're going to do reviews. I think we have the Breeze, obviously, coming up. Uh, we have the uh, Typhoon H. H, yep. Yeah, Typhoon H, which is a uh, hexacopter, which is also pretty cool. Also by Unique, yeah. By Unique. Um, so we're going to be trying to do those reviews because even if we identify a problem, we'd rather show you the solution to the problem. Uh, or show you, here's here's the project managers out here giving you that information firsthand, things like that, um, than just say, okay, this is good, this is bad, or, or stay away from it. So, yeah, around around this time of the, the year, it always gets pretty quad heavy, but we're going to change that pretty quick, aren't we? Well, um, one, one video we have coming up that's almost kind of in the same vein of, like, great beginner first introduction product is that both, I think both you, both Josh's, I think, flew the Champ S Plus, right, from Horizon yes. Hobby? Mm-hmm. yes, yes. Um, what did you guys crazy. think of that, or what's what's special about it? My bride flew it, too. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, basically, I think the Champ would probably be the, the plane that's got the most people in the hobby. Uh, that's a little Horizon hobby. The Champ. yellow it's one, been, yeah. Been around six-plus years. Josh, you flew it. Oh, yeah. Uh, one of the earliest ones that you had. Mm-hmm. The Champ S Plus um, has the features that the sportsman had, with like geofencing, altitude limit, um, return to home, loiter, auto land, and... Um, you don't have to do a crazy dance or calibration. You literally plug it in, put it on the ground, it marks its own position. And then once you rev it up full throttle, the direction where you're taking off into the wind, it, it marks that. And so now you have some basic features like, you know, one hit on the red button brings it back and returns it to home and it'll fly 60-foot, 5-foot circles around you. Um, another button, if you hold down more than 4 seconds, it auto lands. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's pretty cool. It Just, also does that if you go too far away. Yes. So be warned. <laughs> If you turns, fly, turns if you, around. If you fly at a distance, what the uh, champ deems unreasonable, it'll take over and uh, put it in loiter mode for you. Yeah, which is pretty funny. It's like a, it's like a smart plane. <laughs> it took us a minute to get yeah. that figured out. Well, Jen, Jen is doing really good. She has a, a UMX radian that she absolutely loves, and she's been flying. And she loves doing loops and everything with it. And the one funny thing was, is I didn't realize how quickly she grew because she's like, wait a minute, it's doing something I'm not telling it to do. And that was when it flew further away than it was. And it gives you like this little wing waggle, and then it turns back around. And the hardest thing is to know, okay, am I flying it or am I not flying it? So oftentimes you, like, hit the button once, say, okay, it's in the loiter, and you hit it again, and then you have control. Um, but three unique features. This is under 200 bucks. And one of my favorite things about it was the FPV mount that you could put on. It has this little tiny pigtail. You pull a sticker off, plug in the camera, and, uh, and you're flying FPV, and it gives you the same perspective as if you're in a full scale. You see the top of the cowling and mm-hmm. the prop, and uh, it's really a cool experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I hope we didn't scare anybody with all of our drone talk earlier. It's not like the airplane stuff's going away. <laughs> There's a lot of really good uh, fixed-wing stuff coming down the pipe. Yeah. Not only with us, Josh, you've been working on some really cool stuff, but also other manufacturers. We have every intention to be covering all the latest and, and, and newest stuff, like the Champ, the new Champ, um, which is awesome. Um, but also um, stuff in-house here that, that you've been working on. Josh, you've been working yeah. on... 
couple of planes. Yeah, we're kind of we're gonna have some fun. Um, every time around this time of the year, we go back to the the Mighty Mini series and stuff because people aren't gonna be traveling this far. Uh, we're doing it a little bit earlier because there's a really cool game coming out called Battlefield One, and I don't want to talk too deeply about that. But um, in that, there's World War One airplanes, mm-hmm. and um, I'm looking right now. We have uh, completed a uh, Fokker triplane, mm-hmm. and um, we're gonna be also working on an SE five. And so hopefully in the near future, we'll have the Little Scout, the Fokker triplane, and the SE5 uh, all lined up, you know, ready for uh, some backyard combat. And so not only have we not gotten away from fixed-wing airplanes, but we are adding more wings to the airplanes. <laughs> yes, exactly. yes. If you like one, we got three for you. Um, but these are going to be the simple series kind of planes. These are going to be the ones that are going to be, you know, they're going to work off the many, many power pack, very simple wings, um, just builds. Quick builds. Quick builds. And you know what? I, w- I want to start telling people this more. I mean, I want the experience to be as fun to build as it is to fly. And uh, with the spear and kind of moving forward, uh, arrow, spear, you know, sea duck obviously was more of a niche build, but a really rewarding one. Um, I want people to be able to say, let's sit down for one evening, build a plane, and then be flying the next morning and, and have that fun experience. And for me, I think the SE5 is quite possibly one of the most rewarding builds just because it suddenly starts looking cool so quickly. The triplane or the SE5? I'm so sorry, the triplane. My yeah. apologies. The, the triplane, you, you literally, within 30 minutes, it looks like a plane. It, it really is kind of rewarding you back. That being said, I'm looking forward to the SE5. It's going to be fun. I can't wait to see what you do with that. Hope by the end of the day we'll have something framed up. <coughs> the, the biggest challenge was uh, was the just getting the, the geometry right with the triplane. It, when you draw out scale with the three views, it looks so ugly. <laughs> it, it's just not... When they're big, they're beautiful, but when they're tiny, they look really odd. <laughs> a really fat fuselage, really skinny wings. So this is really cartoony, but it, it flies pretty stable, and uh, it should be really good inside of a gymnasium. Nice. That's uh, So the the Battlefield video, again, is kind of the same thing with our mentality on covering all of the types of drones and, and stuff like the Breeze, the Selfie Drone, and even like the Millennium Falcon. The Battlefield, our, our hopes with that is, one, it's going to be entertaining for everybody, um, but also we're hoping that it's going to kind of help bring even more of a new crowd into the flight test community. So when you... It's been successful in the past with stuff like the um, uh, any anything culturally relevant. So like the, the you know the helicarrier, star destroyer, um, even even the little Millennium Falcon. The who, who made those? Is that Air Hogs? Air yeah. Hog. Yeah, yeah, the Air Hog. They're the, coming out with a big one. That's one of our most viewed videos. Yeah, <laughs> and they also have a, a Death Star. Did you know that? Yeah, uh, yeah, and, and Tie Fighter and an Enterprise. And they're. Uh, <laughs> they're coming up with a lot of stuff. They're also coming out with a, uh, actually, it's a really big um, Stormtrooper, uh, what are the little motorbike things called? Oh, the, speed, oh the speeder bike. bike. speeder bike. They're coming out with a Stormtrooper and a Rebel that's speeder cool. bike. That's cool. And they're okay. big. They're, yeah. like, they're like, I don't know, like 12 inches from motor yep. to motor. Oh, wow. And yeah. that's uh, th- that makes me excited, one, because I'm a Star Wars fan, but not not necessarily because I'm, I'm going to be flying these things all the time. I actually do have the Millennium Falcon, but it's more of just a display piece it's at my, at, at my house. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but the thing that really makes me excited about it is I know so many kids that will want that for Christmas. And, yes, they love Star Wars, and that's why they want it. But my hope is is that it's going to get them falling in love with flight. And when they're ready to take that next step, um, hopefully they they saw our review on it, and, you know, they'll be led to other things like our our scratch-build planes, DIY, uh, multi-rotors, stuff like that. So. Or maybe they're already in love with flight, and it will get them to fall in love with Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Either yeah. either way, it's a win-win. You know, Jaja Binks is awesome. <laughs> so, uh, I right. really hope that you can leave now. <laughs> Me, so I think you didn't like that. You know, I got to give a shout out to to um, uh, the beta builders. Uh, we have this group of guys. Um, 
And uh, they, they basically, when we start developing a product, we shoot this to Dan Sponholz. Dan Sponholz throws it into some crude plants, and they go to town building these things quickly. And what they've done to help move these projects and turn them around so quickly from the spear uh, to this uh, to this, and also add on things like uh, one gentleman's making floats and has has this thing flying off the water. For the spear? Um, no, for the uh, for the little Fokker triplane. Oh, that's cool. And the SE five. And it oh, just, wow, that's it's, quick. It's, yeah, and it, it, he already has a video. But um, the reason why we saying this, the reason why we're so eager to get people into the hobby, yeah, it's the hobby. But the biggest part is the community. Um, mm-hmm. We originally were concerned. What happens if we grow overnight two x? You know, is that going to change the culture? We really want the culture to stay friendly, encouraging you know, helpful, loving towards each other. And what we found is you guys have more than enough capability to make sure that that encouragement, the love, the resources, every aspect goes. So now when we look at the, you know, the industry and, and the, you know, people outside flight test, it's like, I mean, how can we introduce them to this awesome community of, you know, 500 plus thousand people that really just want to help each other and have a servant's heart. So guys, if I, we don't say it enough, thank you from the bottom of our heart for making flight test what it is. Cause it's so much more now than just the shows. It's, it's, it's a, it's a movement um, of people connecting with each other through a hobby. And I don't care whether it's flight or not. When people do that, uh, special things in family, special things in friendships happen. And I love to see that taking place. Um, obviously, our passion is flight, so we're gonna we're gonna stay within that. Yeah, and patience for the you know the beginner to intermediate uh, flyers, you know the introductory people to the hobby, you know is so critical for the um, just for the you know for more people getting into it and to discovering it. And so, and our community is a big part of that. You know, one yeah. thing you notice is that when people ask something that's you know kind of a newbie question or sort of thing, they get taken care of and they get. You know, their question answered. And as far as the experts go, you know, we do uh, wander up into the expert category sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, with just some of the more difficult builds and that sort of thing. But, um, you know, experts, power users, they're going to find the resources they need online. You know, they yeah. don't need um, as much help. And so that's why we try to make the beginner and intermediate stuff so easy is because there's, there's less of that, you know. And yeah. so sometimes, you know, a hobby... There's a lot of hobbies that when you get into them, they seem intimidating at first, and they become difficult, and we're doing as the best we can to make it so flight's not one of them. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And TJ is a big part of it. Um, if any of you have watched uh, recently our FT210 and soon now um, X5R, did R- I get it right? R5X. R5X, so I always close. get those wrong. Oh, Yeah, man. the new yeah. X hover frame. Yeah, it's not going to edit it out now. Um, <laughs> uh, basically, uh Taking a, a, a new kind of stab at this, we want people, even if it's not our product that we designed in-house, we want them to have success. So now uh, what we have is this great gentleman named TJ who's super knowledgeable about a lot of this complicated technology in quadcopters uh, doing the build videos. And he is doing a fantastic job. Yeah, he is doing awesome. TJ's been great. And, you know, we uh, probably not going to release, you know, just like uh, the same thing every month, but we'll probably go really tiny. Or maybe we'll try something that's long range. Or maybe we'll, yeah. you know, we'll try different spectrums of the of the you know the quad market and what different people are doing like i mentioned earlier you know there's so many different categories now of quadcopter and what the purpose is and what the goal is for them so um you know we've done in the past we've done as small as a tiny whoop and you know so there's so many different uh flavors out there so we hope to to try a lot of the flavors (laughs) as long as people have success at the end and they don't feel like their 400 hundred dollar investments you know not worth it then we're happy yeah for sure so josh you've been busy You've been traveling and interviewing people, haven't you? Yeah, I, I did get to do some traveling. I wish I could say it was solely for the purpose of interviewing people, but it was because <laughs> my wife's cousin got married. Oh, there you go. So we were going there anyway. But we went down to um, Washington, D.C. Uh, last weekend, a little over a week ago, and worked out really well because I found out later after we had scheduled the trip that an honor flight was going to be flying in 
um, to visit the uh, the war memorials. Um, and so what the Honor Flight is, if you don't know, uh, Honor Flight started uh, so- somewhere in the early 2000s. It is hot in here. Yeah. It's, really it's, hot. it's warm. And that noise, <laughs> you know what that noise is? It's um, the internal fan of either the laptop or the soundboard. You're kidding me. So laptop resonating. Thing, laptop thinks it's hot in here. Yeah. <laughs> he is correct. We, we should just sacrifice a little bit of quality for yeah. our consciousness. A new thing that we're doing here with the uh, <laughs> a new thing that we're doing with the podcast is halfway through the show we open up the door so you can kind of get the feel of what it's like to be here oh my gosh, at the Flight so Test color. Headquarters. Oh my gosh. It feels so good. You can wow. feel the cold air pouring in. And so that we can actually get some fresh air in this yes. room. I thought it was a diet program where it causes us to sweat off a whole bunch of weight. We could come in here with garbage bags over us. I think that's working. I've, I've been like sitting here as still wow. as I can because I don't want to move. It got so hot so gradually. Like you didn't really notice it at first. Yeah. It's really, it had to be 85 degrees. It feels really good. Josh, I am so sorry for breaking from that. Sorry, it's okay. Sorry for the tangent. So so back to the actual important stuff about the Honor Flight. Yeah, so the Honor Flight uh, started in the early 2000s, I think. And uh, what they do is they do um, around 100 flights a year um, where they will fly uh, World War II, Korean War, and Vietnam uh, vets from all over the country um, to Washington, D.C. And there's all kinds of other, other events that they do. For example, when the veterans land, um, at the airport in D.C., there's a whole, like, welcoming committee. People that didn't even, you know, have to purchase tickets to, to planes, they, wow. they got to go into the uh, the terminal, and, and they're there to greet them. There's a lot of times there's there's a band playing. Um, people are cheering for them. People have, have written letters uh, to the veterans and stuff like that. Um, and so what they do after that is they take the veterans to the uh, World War II, uh, Vietnam, and Korean War memorials um, in Washington, D.C., um, and so it just so happened that the weekend that me and uh, my family were there, um, that there was an honor flight scheduled to come in. And so we just kind of, I, I contacted who I could. I, I, I tried to find people who would know, you know, when, when are they flying in? What, what, what's the schedule look like? What time are they supposed to be there? And at the end, I just had to kind of guess. And we guessed, we guessed pretty good because we, wow. got, we got to the World War II Memorial just as um, a bus a few buses let out and all these veterans came out. So I got to, um, I got to meet and talk with several World War II veterans, which was awesome. I met uh, a gentleman that was in the first wave of infantry on uh, Omaha Beach on D-Day. Um, let's see, I met a, a woman, the first uh, female World War II veteran that I've, that I've interviewed. Uh, she, she was in the Air Force, and she flew in a C-47 um, transporting supplies overseas, and then also transporting inter- injured troops back home. That's a WASP, right? Uh, possibly. C-47. Women Auxiliary Service oh. Pilots? That sounds right, yeah. So awesome, I got, ladies. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no. So I got to meet um, a few veterans, and it was, it was really awesome. It was, it was a great weekend. Um, we, uh, we visited the uh, Holocaust Museum, which is extremely heavy, but I'm glad that I was able to go and, and, and experience that as well. Um, they even have a small um, exhibit for kids uh, called uh, Daniel's Story. And basically it just, it's, it's a really kid-friendly uh, exhibit that you walk through. And at, when you first walk, in, walk into it, it looks like um, the inside of a house, like a 1940s house. And what, it, what it's supposed to be is, is telling the story of this boy, Daniel, who is a, a, a Jewish boy. Uh, growing up, I believe, in, in Germany, and it just kind of takes you through his whole experience, and you get to see um, the experience of the Holocaust through his eyes. Um, it's, really, it's really fascinating. It's, like I said, it's very heavy, but at the same time, it was, it was as kid-friendly as that 
kind of source material could be. Um, And really like, you know, you know, so for my eight year old son being there, um, it kind of like opened up his eyes to like to what it was all about. It's powerful. Yeah. But all in all, it was a, it was a fantastic weekend and, uh, and, uh, it was really, really great to get to meet those people. And, uh, the interviews have been going really well. Um, I've got to interview a few more veterans and, and I have several more lined up to do it, but, um, uh, I'm on Instagram at, uh, memoirs of world war two, which is, uh, memoirs, M E M O I R S underscore of underscore W W I I on Instagram. And then I also have a page on Facebook, um, I have email, um, memoirs.of.wwii at gmail.com if uh, you know of anybody, uh, World War II veteran, that would want to meet with me. And um, I'm starting to put together uh, a podcast. That's as awesome. Well. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'll cool. let you guys know. I'm really excited about it um, because what I have been doing is um, every, every interview that I do, um, I record audio just on my phone um, just for the purpose of when I do the write-ups later that I post on, on social media, um, just to be able to, to recall everything that they said and be able to write it out properly. Um, but I've been listening through the content that I've got so far, and um, it's really powerful stuff. And so I thought, what if I could um, take, take that audio and edit it you know, in a, in a way that it's uh, linear and, and timely, and I could also kind of intercut myself, like setting things up a little bit so that mm-hmm. it's, it's easy, it's more clear wow. for the listener. Um, so that's something that I, that I um, just recently decided to, to go into. That's and so awesome. uh, I have a couple uh, veterans that I've already spoken to about that who um, are, are willing to, to be a part of that. So I, I think, I think it would be really powerful. It's powerful enough to, to hear these stories from a personal level, but then to actually hear the voice of the person. Oh, my gosh. You know, yeah. Yeah. I think would just be let me know, thing. man. I'm, I'll, yeah. I'll be listening. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'll let you guys know. I've been looking for some new podcasts. Awesome. It's actually, I'm not sure why we didn't think of that before. It's actually a great format for that. That's, that's a great that's idea. Really yeah. yeah. yeah I, people have said that to me before, and I just felt like, oh, I don't know if I have time to do it. And so I kind of, you know, everything started slowly. I started out this whole this whole venture just for personal interest. Um, and then from there, I kind of thought, well, you know, uh, people seem like it's something that they'd be interested in. So that's where I started the Instagram page and the Facebook page. And from there, I kind of realized, you know, just kind of a little bit at a time, seeing what I'm capable of, what I, what, what I have uh, time to do. Mm-hmm. And I, I talked to my wife about it and make sure that, she didn't think I was crazy for adding a podcast to my list of things that I already do. <laughs> Wives are filled with wisdom <laughs> yeah, on and the limitations she, of their husbands. Yeah, she was totally cool with it. So awesome. uh, I'm really excited about it. But, yeah, I'll let you guys know once it gets rolling. That's very cool, man. Beautiful. You know, it's, it's, it's such a special thing what you're doing. Um, you know, we, we like people more than planes, and we like to connect people through planes right. um, and Indian aviation. But what you're doing is so special because you're taking out people's stories that, unfortunately, every day there's, there's less of those stories that are available to be told. Right. And uh, for you to, to put time in your life and, and, and your own resources to do that, um, we want to share that as much as possible. So, guys, if I can encourage you, go to where Josh said, especially if you have a rel- 